Good afternoon. We call the meeting of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners to order. Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir, it has. I see evidence there. Mr. Parker, good to see you, sir. Um, let us stand now for our prayer and pledge. Uh, Mr. Moses is going to lead us in our prayer, and then we'll all do the pledge together. Let us pray. Kind and most benevolent Father, we thank you for this beautiful day and your bountiful blessings. We thank you for this new season of new beginnings. We pray, Father God, that you would come down and dwell this body with the wisdom, the knowledge, the insight that they need, Father God, as they transgress the business of this community. We pray for our uh, new president, Father God, and his administration. And Father God, we pray today that we can all be together as one country, one body, one unity. This we thank you for in the powerful and penetrating name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 <clears throat> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. To the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, sir. Mr. Armfield, I, 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 I'm all right? Yes, sir. All right. I got, got a new trainee back here. I got to work with him. I got to work with him. The chair would like to acknowledge the presence of Chairman Emeritus John D. McIver. Mr. Brown, if you can make that notice in our records, I appreciate that, sir. Chairman McIver, good to see you, sir. Glad to he have you here. You continue to serve our community. We appreciate your dedication to Liberty County. Um, we'll go on our agenda, uh, departmental reports, finance, Ms. Kim McLaughlin. Agenda too. Yes, it is. We're going to keep it that way. Huh? Okay, I'll be quick about it. <laughs> Don't you be the one. <laughs> I'll be quick about it. Um, so at the end of December, uh, we have achieved about 30% of our budgeted revenues, and we have exhausted about 50% of our total budget expenditures. So we are literally right on target with expenditures, um, which is good because that tells us we didn't over budget. Because if you always always under budget you always wonder if you didn't over budget and therefore set the millage rate too high but we are right on target however within that there are some departments that are running ahead of schedule and there are savings in other departments that help compensate that at the end of December 31st you have approximately 2.8 months worth of um, operational expenditures in your undesignated and unreserved fund balance one year ago this time, you were at 2.5 months. So again, we're right on target, right where we need to be, a um, little bit better than we were last year this time. A Couple of those departments that are either running ahead of schedule on their expenditures or fixing to run out of expenditures, and I've brought them up before, um, most notably elections, uh, their total budget is 568,000 and they have to date at the end of December spent 522,000, almost 523,000. So um, they've, they've spent almost 92% of their budget at the end of December. They will run out of money. I've told you this the last few months coming before you and that'll be something that we need to address um, and amend that budget because they've it probably Maybe by the end of January or February, they will be completely out of money. <clears throat> um, a couple other departments, finance, uh, running slightly ahead of schedule at 52%, and that is due to payment of our auditors for the annual audit. So in the next month or two, we'll come right back in line. 
Um, I've mentioned before risk management. That's where we pay the liability, the general liability insurance for the county one time up front in the fall. So that's continuing to run slightly ahead of schedule, but you can see it's already coming back in line um, at 50%, 50.7%. Governmental buildings running slightly ahead of schedule. And that's due primarily to the HVAC carrier unit that was put in at the East End Center. So that skewed their budget for a little bit. Um, I do expect them to come back in line. And then there's a couple other departments. As you know, we make those one-time payments. Uh, your Coastal Georgia Regional uh, Development Center, where we pay those dues once a year. Superior Court, where we pay the law clerk expenses once a year. And then your circuit-wide public defender, where we have to make a prepayment. So they continue to kind of run ahead schedule. But by the end of the year, they will be in line. Um, and you've got your law enforcement training, which is a brand new department this year, and I'm not sure if they're going to continue to uh, maintain that department or roll that into the sheriff's department. That'll all kind of fall out when we go through the budget process. <coughs> Excuse me. But that was a new budget this year, and that budget didn't have a whole lot in it except some uh, personnel expenditures budgeted. So they're running over an overtime education and training and ammunition. Emergency management, um, they're running slightly ahead of schedule also because of the F-150 they purchased. Roads, uh, road department also running ahead of schedule because of a purchase of the excavator and the truck and trailer. And then business and licensing also running a little ahead of schedule when they purchase their truck. Whenever you make a a large capital purchase, it kind of throws your, your department into a negative variance for a month or two, and then you come back in line. And as I mentioned before, we did not have a budget for the census coordinator. That was, um, I guess, negotiated to continue on, even though that wasn't something that we prepared and, and realized we were going to do when we adopted our budget. Um, that is another budget that we will have to amend before the end of the year. And then other finances um, and uses, this is where we had to transfer money out for the Easton Fire Station and also transfer money out to sustain 911 operations. Uh, at the end of December, solid waste is running at a slight deficit. They've got a, a net loss of about 60,000 so far. We expect that to turn around now that tax bills have gone out and we'll get some of those solid waste assessments in there. So I, I believe that'll turn around in the next month or two. And then within the solid waste department, your solid waste disposal operations running slightly ahead of schedule too, only by about a percent. And that's due to um, the waste and haul disposal for trash services. And also for professional services that we just finished paying for the solid waste cost study, which was definitely needed. I'm glad we did it because we've, ad we've adjusted those assessments that will go out on the assessment notices. Um, we do that about once every five years. We adjust, well, we review the rates. We don't adjust them. We haven't adjusted the solid waste assessments in years, but we did finally uh, end up adjusting them, and those will go out on the new assessments in the spring. Um, your 911 operations running slightly ahead of schedule at about 52%, and that is due to the annual payment made to Motorola for their radio, radios and phones, and then... Um, a little bit more overtime uh, than normal right now. 
It's lost, still looking great. Uh, for the month of December, which actually represents November collections, we're about $75,000 over budget, so that's great. We, we actually received $831,000, and we had only budgeted to receive $755,000, so looking real good in SPLOST. And TABT, we got our second month of distribution. Uh, in November, we had $721,000. In December, we got $777,000. So TSPLOST is looking good, too. Mm -hmm. That's all I have for your December report, unless somebody has a question for me. I do want to follow up. Um, you mentioned it now, and I promise you, Ms. Martin, it's not just because you and uh, I think I saw Ms. Terry and Ms. McIver are here. When you talk about the um, Board of Elections budget and they will exhaust it, <clears throat> so how do we proactively approach that? Um, obviously, it's, it's going to have to come out of the uh, General fund. It, it will come out of the general <coughs> fund. Um, you can do a couple of things. You can go ahead and amend your budget now if you want, or you can continue to let a deficit accumulate, and then towards the end of the fiscal year, you could amend it to see how much you actually need to amend your budget by, um, because at that point, we'll be able to see what type of savings are realized in other departments mm -hmm. um, so that we can use some of those, we can shift some of those savings over and cover that shortfall mm -hmm. or you can amend it, you know, next month or the month after and, and increase your overall budget. Typically what we've done is we've waited till later in the year, but we've never had a department exhaust their budget right. this early in the year. Mm -hmm. But because of all of the mandates from the, the COVID-19 and all the runoffs, um, I don't think anybody could have anticipated the amount of expenses that would have been incurred in, in elections. So uh, again, I can get with Mr. Brown. We can, we can amend it for as much as we know, at least uh, with uh, salary mm -hmm. and, and benefits, or we can wait until maybe the April or May timeframe and see just how much we need and see what some other savings are. Is there a benefit to doing it either way? Um, I, I personally, I think I would probably go ahead and amend it in the next month or two so, it, so they don't run in a complete red, okay. but I, I'm not sure. Um, the fear of that is amending it twice mm -hmm. because then you're gonna have, to, if, you don't, if you don't do enough, Mm -hmm. And then we get to the end of the year, we're going to have to cover it again. But I guess the justification <clears throat> is that you know why you're amending it, though. You, you're yeah, not yes, amending sir. it for... Frivolous things. Yes. No, you, yes. <laughs> you're definitely not. I, I don't think we are. You're, 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 you're amending it for state mandates yeah. that came down, yeah. um, and a lot of them. There, there were a lot, you know, especially with the early voting, with the absentee voting, with the, um, the COVID restrictions about what those people had to do, how many people you had to have, their specific duties. Mm -hmm. right. It's just been a lot. Mm -hmm. it's, it's been a whole lot. Well, let's go ahead and prepare for the early amendment. Okay. At least based on salaries and operations, then we'll have Okay. That. We can do that, and I can bring that uh, before you at your next mid-month meeting, okay. maybe a proposed amendment for, for election. Okay. And um, I, I did tell another subject I told. Um, I know you guys have had one meeting, uh, Sheriff Bowman, to get with you because that's a whole other 
It that, is. That sheriff's budget is another animal by itself. So Ooh, that, it, it is. I know and he has some some concerns about some things, you know. So I said, well, get right. with Miss McLaughlin so you know how to maneuver. Right. So um, in February, we'll start generating those budget templates. We're trying to get through uh, January, get all the 1099s issued, get the W 2s okay. issued, okay. get get everything for the calendar year closed out. Okay. And in February, we'll start putting together those budget templates. Um, in the meantime, we have already distributed all of the capital improvement plan uh, okay. templates okay. and information sheets so that departments can start looking at what their capital needs are so that we can update our five-year CIP plan. Um, what we like to do is we like to get that done first so that we have those capital items already identified. And then sometime late February, early March, I'll send out the general budget sheets to all the departments and so that we can look at their operational needs and their personnel needs. And hopefully, all of their capital needs will have already been identified mm -hmm. to make sure that that's what we need. Um, and we can pull those from that CIP onto our general fund budget. Okay. So, and, and you're right, uh, the Sheriff's Department, right now there are, I believe, seven individual departments collectively that belong to the Sheriff. And in early conversations, I'm understanding they might take those seven and do something different and merge them and maybe make four or five. I'm not, I'm not sure what their total game plan is, but that will be something that we have to work out. And that'll be something new and different, especially <clears throat> when you try and compare from one year to another. Mm -hmm. If they take seven and merge yeah. them, we'll yeah. have to look at that in total so mm -hmm. that we can get a good idea of what the total increase is. Okay. But we will be working on that in February. Commissioner Gillard. Uh, just not, not on that, just another thing. On, okay. On the, um, Kim uh, or Joey, on, on the census, um, that I think it was what, like 7,800? Right. Yeah. Is, are, are we finished with the census now? We are as far as the coordinator goes, yes. Okay, yeah, and I, and, um, and I was wondering, Joey, um, you know, with, I guess it was last year when they had the, the CARES Act when COVID came in, and the, uh, the extension of the census coordinator past 2020, that wasn't of any doing of, of ours. I mean, it was extended by the, by the feds, right? Federal government. Okay, so maybe when these trillions start printing <laughs> that on, we, we can get something, we can get something from that to- um, Keep hope alive. <laughs> yeah, yes, and I think Ms. McLaughlin mentioned it last time that uh, we, we will reach out to the cities who are partners Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll we'll bill them for a portion yeah, for uh, their pro rata share, pro -rata share related mm -hmm. population, which is what they agreed to do in the original amount. But but I, I'm and I, I guess my other question is, uh, so we we'll keep hope alive that that, that <laughs> yeah. we can that we can be um, uh, compensated for that. But um, when the when it well when they extended it, there was still activity by the coordinator during that extended time, or it, it was just extended because. Um, because of COVID and you couldn't get out and knock on doors. I mean, they, people were still working. She, she was. Both. Both. She, mm -hmm. she, had, she did an amended plan for mm -hmm. us that extended on that mm -hmm. carrier for outreach, and we, we've got documentation of that. And the federal government did extend it solely because of COVID. 
okay. uh, and not being able to get out and reach people to give census coordinators in counties a longer period. But, it, but it's, o it's over now. The it is 2020 over census is done, <laughs> done and we should be, I mean, because we're we, we going to have to get involved to see how much of Mayor's district gonna be mine <laughs> this time because he got mine last time. That's right. Okay. Uh, the president now will. And, and and with Commissioner Jones being new, we could probably get if we don't get all this land, we could get all this money. <laughs> <laughs> they, they should certify the census in January by law unless that's extended. And then uh, I noted that on the state legislature, they've already appointed the chairman of the reapportionment committee. Mm -hmm. And so once that's certified and sent to the states, the state of Georgia will go into work and we'll be getting those documents too. Okay. That we can see what the census data revealed for blocks. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. Ms. Kim. Yes, sir. How much money? You said money was transferred out for the uh, East End Fire Station. Right. How much? You know, um, Brown, you know. I believe it was. I believe it was half a million. I, th I think it was half a million. The the reason that happened is when we when we signed that note for the because we we knew we weren't going to have all of the money in SPLOS to cover mm -hmm. the building of of the fire station, so we had to um, enter. We had to get a loan, but we couldn't deposit that money directly into sales tax six because sales tax six was prohibited from taking on debt. So what we had to do is deposit the money into to the general fund, mm -hmm. transfer it out to the sales tax fund, but the debt on that will be paid by the general fund. By the general fund. Right. So when you come into your budget next year, we will actually have debt service in the general fund. Okay. <clears throat> so along with that, what Commissioner Stevens was talking about, how about the equipment? Any equipment? No. In, in the, no. For the fire department? We're going to transfer everything we, all the, as far as. Existing? Existing trucks to that station. So, so <clears throat> existing, uh, existing heavy equipment was not needed. It was mm -hmm. transferred over. Uh, you did budget this year uh, for some internal equipment mm -hmm. that was needed there, operational equipment. Uniforms and stuff like that. The, the, I know a lot of the. Um, Compressor. Well, the, the gear that they gear. wear. What is that called? The gear. gear. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Bunk, do they call it bunker gear? Bunker gear. It's a certain type of gear. I know it's. I know it's very expensive gear. Put it that way. It's not just gear. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but we did budget that in your general fund, so that was already in there. And furnishings. And yeah. And furnishings. So that was already part of your general fund budget, and that was one of the biggest increases in your general fund this year. And the reason primarily the reason for the millage increase. And mm -hmm. we knew that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me ask a question on those. And um, I don't know Mr. Giller and I wrote it, but just on the other day, we won't say where we were at, Judge Jones, but <laughs> District 1. <laughs> we were wondering, uh, was there flagpoles put out there? There is. In fact, uh, I haven't seen it, but... Up? can't testify. <laughs> I, know, I know that uh, several weeks ago, Clinton was scheduled to help correcting those. I haven't looked at it. I, didn't, I just wanted to make sure those were going to be there. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Mr. Chairman, Ms. McLaughlin, was, when was the Recreation Department going to be put into 
into our budget? Are you in in our fiscal year 2022? Right now we're in fiscal year 21. So when we go to do uh, adopt your fiscal year 2022 budget, mm -hmm. recreation will become a department within the general fund instead of departments in its own fund. Okay, so 22. Right, fiscal year 22, which you'll adopt this June. Right. Okay. The other on, and you may have reviewed that earlier on the um, the government buildings. What was there? The reason? the HVAC unit out okay. at the East End Center. East End. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. We finally got that. Yes. In there. Okay. And I think she noted too. We had in your prioritized capital list. Not that it was set aside in the capital fund. You had a prioritized list that called for change out of one of those vehicles, and, and we had to get the vehicle. Yeah. So, so it's charged, uh, obviously, to that department. But to that department also? Okay. I would challenge, and correct me if I'm wrong, and once again here, the Board of Elections are here, as a growing community is trying to stay ahead. Um, as we grow, services costs. Mm -hmm. And of course, as commissioner, none of us want to always go to the millage to cover, but services cost. So we have to be as skillful as we can be that we balance it so that uh, the citizens are taken care of and looked after, which you know, we all commit to doing it, but as well as us being good stewards yes. and, and handling all of our funds the best we can because I don't see any stopping to the growth. No. Yeah. Mm -mm. My department doesn't either. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to think, and I, I'm the one say, I wasn't going to talk long tonight. I, I would love to think we won't see another election cycle like the one we just have. <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? <clears throat> but, but, but who knows? So we have to prepare as best we can for all those, all those kind of things. And I think we even went back and looked at um, 2006. We did. 15 or 16 to mm -hmm. see, you know, mm -hmm. what was the largest budget we'd mm -hmm. ever had, mm -hmm. and that was the, the previous election, mm -hmm. but again, that was pre-COVID. So, yeah. I mean, you yeah. had to have more people. You had to have very specific things that were done that mm -hmm. never had to be done before. Yeah. And I think most of us would agree we're never going back to the old way. That's right. That's right. We're never going to. There will be some additional costs we have to bear. Yeah. Just to yeah. keep our employees safe and keep the public safe. 21, 21 BC, right? You know, Mr. Chairman, they, I think in Georgia they, they counted the votes like 12 times, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know they had, they had audits and then they had reviews and then they had something. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. They had to do it like more than once here. Yeah, Even though they audited it, they had to do it again. I'm gonna tell something. Commissioner Jones to get his running shoes on. Get his running shoes on. Council about doing yeah, yeah, all these things are before us. You got them all? <laughs> right. You wanna say something? Yeah, okay. All right, um, thank you. Okay, I'll bring that amendment for you next we're time. We appreciate it. I think it's the best way to handle that. Go ahead and, and work that in. Better monitor that. Engineering. Mm. Mm. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get a little out of order on my uh, list, if you don't mind. That way we can look at the uh, screen at the end. Um, Austria improvements, we've uh, got all the field work done for that for Commissioner Gillard. Uh, we're going to be getting on started on design on that pretty quick. Uh, we're going to come back to the Middle Park Fire Station in a few minutes. Uh, 
Moving lane is, is basically done. Uh, when Sykes Brothers gets back here, there's a little bit of asphalt that I want to put out on uh, Homestown Loop Road where a crossing went. Uh, we'll take care of that then. So you, this will probably still be on the uh, the list until I get that asphalt down on. Uh, but there's it's a good surface right now. We're we're good shape. We're operational. So we're just waiting on the asphalt to come. Uh, Yeomans Road. Uh, we did have a, a pre-construction conference uh, earlier this week um, regarding uh, Yeomans Road. Uh, we did a notice to proceed dated uh, February 1st. Uh, They're going to start about mid-February um, with some crews doing a few things over there. Um, Third Street is uh, basically done. The uh, uh, they did a couple extra driveways that needed to get done earlier, and uh, Andy Mock was out there today kind of doing a final inspection, making sure that everything's complete. Um, the transfer station tipping floor, I think since I've been here, we've uh, done that. <coughs> that was a, a really fast and furious weekend. Uh, they showed up on a Friday, uh, a little bit before lunch. Uh, the solid waste department turned transfer station on, over to them about lunch, uh, they cleaned the floor, uh, stripped the concrete off of the top of it, put the new stuff down and had it cured and ready to go by the following Monday. So it was a, a long weekend, but they did a good job. Um, it's a really interesting process. Uh, it's a 10,000 PSI concrete, so it's really, really hard. Um, <coughs> but they did a good job for us on that. Now, uh, Mount Olivet Church Road, uh, we did a pre-construction conference this week on that as well. Um, we gave them a notice to proceed starting on February 1st. Uh, they're going to have an email from them where they're going to do that. It's a different crew that's going to start that than Yeomans Road. They're going to start that um, mid to late February. And as soon as that's over with, if we uh, award um, Pioneer Road to them tonight, they would follow right consecutively <coughs> behind uh, Mount Olivet and do Pioneer because Mount Olivet is only going to take them about two weeks worth of work uh, the way they go through that process and do it it won't take long um, Pioneer Road that's an action item I'd like to go ahead and shift it to later on um, we've been doing a little bit of work with uh, EPD this uh, month uh, they did an audit for a few things and uh, we had to gather some information and send over to them I think probably next week we'll probably have a phone call with them uh, to wrap that part of it up. Um, we have uh, almost completed the Recreation Department ADA accessibility uh, where we had to do some uh, sidewalks and different things to different PlayStations at all our different parks. Uh, we were going through an internal review of it uh, first part of this week and uh, we realized that there's some uh, um, requirements for sidewalks to some of the batting cages not batting cages, the uh, dugouts. So uh, we are making modifications to do that. Uh, we were able to eliminate some other concrete in other places, so we should be about okay on budget with that. So, but I'm just gonna be next week instead of this week finishing those plans. Um, I need to bring a, a set of standard details over for you guys. I'll go over them with uh, Mr. Brown and with uh, Clinton, and then uh, once everybody's happy, I would like to send it out to all you guys. Uh, and then uh, we, I'd like to be able to adopt that here in the next couple of months so that as contractors come in and look to do something in our uh, county that they have a standard set of specifications and details to go by uh, that we haven't published in the past. A couple of things that we're uh, making sure we have in there is um, 
compaction requirements on our roadways and testing. Um, we have some minor testing requirements in there now, but we're going to strengthen those a little bit so we don't run into uh, roads that fail later. Um, it's always convenience centers. Uh, I think we presented those to you uh, earlier this month, and uh, I have stormwater MPDS on here twice. Now, I'd like to go back, if you will, to the uh, Miller Park Fire Station. everybody can see that okay um, what we have set up is one of these is the uh, pointer Joey it's the middle one all right so what we have set up is an administrative side and then five bays uh, for um, different vehicles uh, the three outside bays are pull through bays uh, and we have set it up so that we have uh, access off of 84 uh, there'll be a one lane in and there'll be a left turn and a right turn out. So there'll be three lanes as you come in. That way we can uh, effectively separate uh, private traffic coming into the administration building. They have to come in the same driveway because just the way that everything lays out, but we can keep them as separate as we can. Uh, the private cars will come in and they'll turn and they'll go to parking in front of the administrative building there. Um, the employees, except for a couple, will come around and there's uh, places to park in the back for the employees. Uh, the, everything is set up so that all the trucks can come in, get in, back in, turn in, or maneuver in the front area and get in and out of the bays, as well as drive through the bays and get back out. Um, Drainage, um, basically there's a big ditch that cuts through here, uh, and what we'll end up doing is modifying this ditch, let it come around behind the uh, Solway's Convenience Center, and then get it over into, uh, we'll dig a, a pretty big regional pond, and what that'll do is that'll give us uh, our retention for our new facility here. Uh, we'll be able to do whatever improvements we do for the uh, Solway's Convenience Center there, whatever improvements we do for Miller Park in the, in the future, all of our impervious area that we add will direct over here into this pond so we meet our stormwater retention requirements. Uh, so th this map is kind of an overall picture of everything so that you can see some of the improvements for the park, you can see some of the improvements for the transfer state, not transfer staging, convenience center, and just kind of how that whole facility will eventually lay out. We purposely to come around, separate that traffic. Uh, the the employee traffic. We rapidly realized that when you're coming in 84, 245, or 60, whatever you're doing, and you're trying to find the fire station. Once you see that you're going to turn in, uh, you're not going to go down the road. Problem we got with defects right now. So that's the reason this was converted that way. And again, he mentioned the separation. This is the new inlay for the convenience center. And that's the reason we want to bring that to y'all early and let you bless those so we can get that input for this model. Um, it does include uh, paving left field road all the way up and down, which is an unimproved surface right now. The other thing to look at, too, that's important, I think the takeaway tonight, we want your blessing to move. Uh, I've got uh, Rusty McCall ready to go in here and do the design on this station, which all indicated you want to go ahead and see about getting cranked up so you can get a cost on that. 
He's got the schematics and the needs assessment from the fire department <coughs> guys on what the needs are in there. So we'll bring that back to y'all once any kind of rough schematic is done. But the other important that goes back to the layout on the park because um, I know Commissioner Stevens has seen this. It's in his district and it was really, really, really on tops uh, of the splash request out there when we heard it. Uh, he mentioned last time some some challenges to some of the old equipment that's there, and they, they are challenges. Uh, Mr. Martin has indicated that if if the playground area stays there, he's ready to go ahead in the splash and go ahead and just replace that, which makes good sense. So I think what we're looking for is a blessing on the model, and I'll walk through, and Mr. Stevens, you, you correct me. Basically, the ball field lays in. It's pretty obvious. You've got parking in the front. That's correct. You can't read the notes, uh, but basically this is where the old position it goes away. Uh, there's a new pavilion built. I believe that's what this is, right? Right. That's, that's right. Mm -hmm. the notes. Uh, that's what that is. And then you have extra parking in the back. So, you know, that's how that lays out. Uh, if you're comfortable with that and comfortable with saying, yeah, we think we want to proceed in this manner, we'll go ahead and at least start replacing some of those things that we've got money for now in the splash to replace. Uh, Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. <coughs> down where the road going to the transfer convenience center now, we already got a little side apron on the side of 84. Mm -hmm. And right there where you got your D-cell lane starting at. Is that, is that a D-cell lane starting right past that road going? Yep. Right there. Yes, sir. So what can we'll we do have, with that? I have this road here, then the D-cell lane for this will start right, right there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so the, the DOT requirements for the speed of 84 is a 300-foot queue, uh, which is a straightaway that's measured <coughs> from this point of curvature to the taper. Um, I'm only able to get about 200 and 210 feet in there. Um, so we'll, we'll have to get a, a variance from DOT to do that. Based on the operation and what it is, that's, that's not really going to be a, a real problem. Uh, and the number of turns that we're going to have there every day uh, will be fine. Um, but it does push my deceleration lane back up here. Okay, because some people are using that little side where the curb and gutter is at. Right. On 84, they're using it as a decel lane already. Yes, sir. And, but I saw that break. Right there, when you pass that road, then you start your desail lane again. Yes, sir. So that will be used with whatever we do for left field road. We'll tie into that. Okay. Using that. Uh -huh. Let me ask a question up here. It's not too far up the road there to uh, what is it? I guess it's Lewis Fraser. Bill, Bill Carter. Just Bill Carter. Okay. Bill Carter's not very <laughs> far. So if you've got people coming from the Hinesville area to go into the park, I mean, a fellow may say it's the fire station, but I mean, my concern is right there, friend, is there's no D, there's, we need a D-cell lane for this. You mean the left turn lane? Well, I'm just saying for safety, uh, for even the firemen, I mean, you get coming down the road, you've got the left-hand lane block. So that right there has got to be, uh, I don't know, DOT needs to be more involved in it than just the... Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. We need that. So, to be, uh, <clears throat> so we, we did look at that. And based on the number of turns 
uh, for this facility and what we're doing here, it doesn't trip the requirements to install the left turn lane. Um, you know, as we're going through this project, though, there, we can certainly look at trying to, to add a left turn lane in that area, uh, at least do enough left turn area lane that we could accom accomplish both drives right there. Well, I mean, well, what have you had? Fatality there within a hundred feet. Two. I mean, I don't know what trips what, but I'm just saying mm -hmm. we need to use whatever you know yes, funds sir. that we've got to let's fix it. I mean, yeah. if we can yes, fix sir. it, I'll be glad to. I think it's a good point. I don't think, I don't think correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think there's any preclusion from us applying to GDOT to make that oh. safety enhancement, and possibly even bringing funds, knowing the number of future. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, there, there's nothing that says that we, let me back, say this the right way. At this point, we don't trip it to make it a requirement, but if we want to do it, there's nothing that says you cannot do it. I, so we can certainly. Have, uh, you know, right now, but I mean, it's like, <laughs> we're You heard that offer, didn't you? Hmm? You heard that offer? Yes. And we'll probably want to try to garner some DOT funds to help us. Yeah. Mr. Stevens trying to get in. Yeah. Uh, I heard your offer, Commissioner Wall, and I appreciate it. Well accepted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but in conjunction with what you're speaking about, this is the same issue, one of the issues I've been speaking about for the last seven years, trying to get some diesel lanes at Bill Carter and uh, Homestown and uh, yeah. uh, Bacontown and uh, Butler Avenue and Midway, and we have had no success with it out of the state now, out of our representatives up there to help us obtain any money to do this. And it's very unsafe. So now I understand what you're saying. There's going to be another uh, spot that's going to become very unsafe. So don't know what avenue that we need to take, but we need to look into it real seriously. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's in our, our divided highway plans over 84 that has no timeline on it. I know, but it, at some point in time, it just start at Midway and work its way all the way. Well, how far, Joey, Lewis Fraser School? Actually, it addresses one of those areas. The T-Splash project that was approved starts down there at Bacon, Bacon Town Road, where mm -hmm. the shop is, and extends all the way past Lewis Fraser uh, to, to cover that area, at least. Mm -hmm. But that's a start. That's just a start. There's going to have to be a lot of pipe, large pipe, from Left Hill Lane down I've already got. No, I'm not talking about there. I'm talking about out there on the highway, coming off the highway into the fire station. Yeah. So I kind of try to fill you in a little bit. This is a 36 inch underneath the roadway. Um, we've got 42, 48s here because we're going to be moving stuff that way. 
Um, the, uh, the way we, this all grades out, we'll be able to uh, use roadside ditches and, and uh, drainage wells, so to speak, to get our water back into this big ditch and not do as much piping as uh, you might think. Uh, we will have a drainage pipe under the road right here. Um, but everything will be set up to follow the <coughs> current pattern that DOT has. And yes, sir, we are looking at a large pipe. And that's one reason you see such a large lagoon. You're, you're absolutely right. Y'all need our blessing on this, Joe? what you say? Yeah. Mr. On Jim. the concept? Jim, I make a motion that, do you need a motion or just a blessing? I'll make a motion to, uh, we go ahead and move forward with the plan presented for uh, the uh, fire station at Miller Park and the park. Second. Motion and a second. We approve the concept as proven, knowing that it may be tweaked along the way. Uh, we at least approve the concept. Any further discussion? Everybody clear? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Those opposed? All right. Have our blessing. So that concludes my report. I do have Pioneer Road to do as a yes. line item next. Okay. <sighs> Thank you, sir. Yes. Mm -hmm. Look, uh, Trent, I have a, you, you, you're going to do Pioneer Road now? Mm -hmm. just whenever he wants me to. Yeah. Okay. I think we're, re <laughs> we're ready, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, I was trying to. So we took uh, bids on that back on January 5th. Uh, we received two bids. Uh, everybody should have a copy of the bid tabulation. Um, the low bidder was from uh, <coughs> Sykes Brothers in the amount of $146,539.40. Um, we did review what they're doing. We did look at the workload and how they were planning on uh, proceeding and being able to complete this project uh, in a timely fashion for us. Uh, and we conclude they'll be able to do what we need them to do. Uh, so our recommendation to the Board of Commissioners is to enter into a contract with Sykes Brothers in the amount of $146,539.40 plus a 10% contingency. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. Um, Mr. Long, what was the length of time it would take? Did they have The, the actual do that work out there is only two to three weeks. Um, but I think we put in the contract 90 days. Wow, okay. Now, what we're doing on that one is we're using uh, what's called a upper graded interface. You've heard it called OGI asphalt, and it's a real. Um, it's just a little layer of asphalt that has big aggregate in it, mm -hmm. and it keeps cracking from reflecting up through to the new, and it's, you know because there were a lot of large areas that just had cracking that was separated that just was too much to just try to dig up and fix. So uh, we went back and did the OGI on that. And uh, so that performs and does much better in the warmer weather. So doing it into February, first part of March would be good. Okay. Mr. Chairman, any motion? Yeah, Chairman, take a motion. Yes, Mr. Chairman, I would make a motion that we approve the bid to Sykes Brothers for uh, $146,539.40. I second it. Motion and second. We approve the bid presented by Sykes Brothers for the work to be done on Pioneer Road, point five, half a mile, basically. 
Any further discussion on the presentation? Mr. Chair, just, just I'm sorry to understand. The clay -based road got gravel. There are there is some gravel and there's some areas that have some clay in it. It's kind of mixed. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I appreciate it, Mr. Chair. Uh, Mr. Long, just another question. I know I ask this all the time. So you already know what I'm about to ask. About MWB. Absolutely. Yes, sir. And with the roadway project that doesn't trigger the MWBE. I, I, I understand. It's, it's, it's like a call and answer, call and response. <laughs> yes, sir. Even that, they don't have to. But they, I, it's, well, it's a lot of things that I don't have to do, but I still do. Right. So, and I know I've, I've mentioned that, and also about local participation, because for some reason, and I mean, I know they come in with the lowest bid, but they come in with the lowest bid on all our projects. So I can't speak for the rest of the commission, but can you relay the message? Even that they don't have to. I can certainly do that. That's not that they should. I'll be okay. glad to. All right, appreciate I will. It. And and I'll I'll see if he can't give me, like who his truckers are and and those folks. Something. That way he can something. Yeah, you know, give you some idea of what he's using. Right, and and then also, Mr. Chair, uh, with our upcoming uh, conference with all of us, can mm -hmm. we? Can we put that on the agenda about an NWB so sure. we could sure. relook look at that? Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right. That's all I have tonight. Yeah, I, I did have a I, I did have a question. I think we got a vote too, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, we got a vote. Okay. 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 So it's not a no, no. It was, it was on the report. Okay. On the all right. All in favor of Pioneer Road Project? Okay. All right. Uh, Mr. Chair, got two other things for Mr. Long before he walks away. Okay. I need you to look at. Uh, Bill Carter Road. Well, it looks bad. Yeah, it does. Resurfacing, mm -hmm. whatever it's going to take. And also... <clears throat> actually came through there this morning. Okay. Good. I need you, so that means there's no charge for that one this morning. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, also, I need you to check down there where the industrial authority is building at. They're coming out with probably 50 trucks a day just yes, before sir. you get to the Dorchester uh, school is breaking off the concrete the asphalt and it's creating a problem yes sir I'll be glad so to do that we need to I don't know mr. chairman hold the industrial authority responsible <laughs> yes sir hold the industrial yes, authority responsible yes sir but not only hold them responsible but they need to pay up you know, and get with that whatever the damage gets fixed. Yeah, is it, is, it is breaking off the edge of the asphalt. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. No, I, I had some uh, conversations about that this week already. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm right there in agreement with everything you're saying. I, and I appreciate you saying that. All right. I'll hold you responsible. <laughs> Whoop, this got a little heavier. <laughs> yes, One other thing, uh, Mr. Stevens, I talked with Dustin again with DOT about the Tyson Road. Yeah. Uh-huh. At Christmas that they were going to be on first thing in January. And the 20th, so he hasn't showed up and he hasn't had seen any action down there. Just, if you can get in touch with him, tell him. And we're talking about the, the, the roadside ditch on 84. Tyson Road. Yep, right down there, Tyson Road. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. I've, I've ridden up and down there looking. I talked to him. Yeah. Uh, couldn't meet with him, so 
I appreciate that, Commissioner yep. Waller. Mr. Chairman. I mean, if they're overbooked, that's fine, but. Trent, not the last thing I had on your report, the standards detail, not when you give us that draft, that, that is going to include uh, like the, uh, the relocation of the utility lines. Uh, yes, sir. If you recall on uh, Melvin Lane, that, that project was at a standstill for six weeks or longer just because, oh, yes, sir. Just because of some um, phone line that we couldn't get CenturyLink. To, oh, yes, sir. You know, so that, that's going to be in your... In the we, we have standard details about where they go okay, and where they get put in the new roads. So, yes, sir. And a lot of times what they're trying to do is they're trying to get on private easements and get out of the road, mm -hmm. which is fine by us. So. Yeah, just, just make sure that that's included. And speaking of Melvin Lane, if um, before we spend, before I spend one more dime on it, if it, if it costs another dime, Let's just hold off until they redraw the district lines and we'll let, <laughs> let, Marin, let Marin handle it. Because it's going to be his either either way. So, That's right. Yeah, I, I don't. Go ahead and pave it and then we'll transfer I, it over. I, I spent 99.99%, but it, <laughs> if it's, if it's going to be any more, let's wait until they draw the lines and let him pay the rest of it. Yes, uh, uh, <laughs> sir. That's all I have. I understand. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. Long. Thank you very much. Y'all have a good evening. Okay. All right. And we have a young lady with us. Um, Project Green Thumb, Lexington, Kozak, Baumgartner. Did I say it right? Good to have you. Good to see our young people come and present to us. So welcome. Hope you, just by sitting, maybe you learned a little bit about what the commissioners do. So we're happy to have you on our agenda today to present in your own way. So feel at home. I appreciate it. So uh, my name is Lexington Kozak Baumgartner, uh, or you can call me Lexi, but I'm a local 4-H'er in Liberty County. And today I'll be presenting you with Project Green Thumb, which is a project I've been trying to work on for a little bit. Because right now, trees and green spaces are as important as ever for our environment, our health, and the stability of our communities. Liberty County can benefit not only from beauty, but economically, physically, and mentally. Not only that, but we could be a part of the fight against climate change, deforestation, and habitat destruction. Now, my plan with this project is to try to do more tree plantings within the cities of Liberty County, as well as native plants, vines that will not cause damage to buildings, fences, power posts, and lines. Uh, right now, and today I want to talk about the environmental changes due to human development, economic benefits to urban tree canopy, uh, the effects urban trees have on stormwater, the effects poor landscaping has on our trees and green spaces, and the meaning of right tree, right place. So uh, right now, we have about 3 trillion trees in the world. That's gone up around 12,000 years ago. We had double that. The population has gone down by 50%, and that's due to the development of agriculture, deforestation, or um, urban expansion. And now, do you seem kind of far away? It's mostly, you see it more, you hear about it in the rainforest, that kind of thing, and the animals being affected. But it can't be closer to home than you think, and it can affect things closer to home than you think. Uh, 
for example, our bird populations. Heavenly bamboo is very common in landscaping. You see it a lot in the medians, and it actually has very toxic berries. The birds migrating through our area tend to gorge themselves on those berries when they get the opportunity due to the fact that they don't necessarily get to, or they don't find food <laughs> very often. Um, and then they unfortunately die from poisoning. That also, uh, pesticides used in our gardens, green spaces, things are actually wiping out their food sources, causing to, them to starve. Habitat loss, breeding ground loss, uh, and interference from storms uh, changes are all causing problems for them. And we've lost about 30% of our bird population already. Uh, and so not everybody likes birds, especially when they poop on your cars. But um, <laughs> they, uh, so uh, not, this would benefit the animals, but we probably want to talk about how it would benefit us as well in our communities. Economically speaking, uh, streets, with, uh, streets with no shade have to be repaved twice as often as roads with tree cover. Uh, trees and green spaces add thousands to the worth of private property, and uh, shaded areas can actually decrease the temperatures outside, making it more enjoyable for people to be outside of course, and uh, you know, in Georgia, <laughs> we need every bit of coolness we can get in the summer. Uh, <laughs> homes shaded by, um, businesses and homes shaded by trees can save up to 100 to $250 in air conditioning costs. And then there's stormwater as well. Uh, in urban communities, we have a lot of roadways that can cause a lot of flooding in our communities. And urban forests can help reduce rainwater because uh, the forest floor actually acts as a sponge to absorb stormwater. Uh, in the same way, shrubs and trees planted along waterways, slows, floodwaters, and filter runoff from land. A thick urban forest absorbs excess rain that would otherwise flood flat surfaces. Uh, let's be honest. When there are less trees, there's more stormwater runoff. <laughs> now, that's how it would benefit our community. Also, green spaces would benefit us as just an area to, you know, sit, have a meal, you know, get people outdoors, that kind of thing. That would go into our physical health because trees absorb pollutants, making cleaner, fresher air, of course. And in the cities, there's a lot of that. Uh, and when you breathe in that fresh air, it generally can give you a much uh, feel-good make you feel better a little bit. Uh, being exposed to nature helps your body's immune system and boosts disease-fighting cells. Uh, green spaces and tree-lined streets encourage people to participate in more outdoor activities and living healthier lifestyles. So, and that's all well and good, but it's also been proven that it can benefit us mentally as well. Ecotherapy is a slightly newer treatment that's been used with people who have minor anxiety, depression, and other mental health problems. That's been, it exposes exposure to forests and greenery, um, decreases mental fatigue, uh, and realize, relaxes you. <laughs> it can help restore your mind. And we do have to take care of these green spaces and trees, of course. Uh, Landscape companies have used a lot of practices that are not necessarily healthy for our uh, urban trees and green spaces. 
uh, such as topping trees or packing mulch around the bottom. This actually exposes them to fungi and insect infestations, which will kill the trees a lot faster. And then that is a cost to the community having to remove that dead tree. Uh, another thing is it's very common for businesses and landscaping companies to use palm trees. Now, um, there. Although not harmful to our environment, they're definitely not beneficial. They produce much less oxygen than other trees and absorb much less ozones and carbon. Also, some palm trees are from very wet areas, such as the rainforest. These palm trees can absorb a lot of water and use way more than other species would, as well as they do not produce much shade. The palm tree itself is less related to a tree and it's more closely related to bamboo and grass. Mm. Uh, now, what a lot of experts like to use is the term right tree, right place. Uh, and right tree, right place is vital for the survival of our urban green spaces and trees. Uh, it's <clears throat> different species of trees do better in different situations simply. And we have to pick the right trees for the right situation. For example, a very common mistake is to put flowering dogwood in a somewhere where it has full sun. And the problem with that is they're very short trees that would normally grow beneath the tree canopy. So they like more shade and that causes them to die much faster than they would if planted in a shady area. And it would help keep from killing trees and again, save costs on then the removal of those dead trees. Uh, and so there's a lot of effort we would have to put into developing our urban greenery, but at the same time, so much we could gain from improving it. Not only would we gain, but our furry, feathery, and scaly friends would as well. Now, I'm gonna leave you with this quote, which is a favorite of mine, which is, when the last tree is cut down and the last fish eaten, the last stream poisoned, you will realize that you cannot eat money. So, any questions? <laughs> Lexi, so this is a, a project of yours? Yes, sir. Yeah. Will you be presenting this on some, some level uh, huh? oh, other uh, than to the commission? I, what do you mean by that? Like, like a, a, a competition, like a forage competition? Oh, um, I will be presenting a similar um, presentation to DPA district project for district project achievement, um, which is a part of 4-H. I also presented to uh, Liberty County um, or Liberty County Keep Liberty Beautiful, Liberty Beautiful. Okay. Um, board meeting. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> so you're making your rounds. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to get the word out, trying to encourage support because I want to try to get permission in the county to use. Um, to be granted access to public property to use to create these green spaces. Uh, maybe gardens for larger pieces, maybe just small, like a few <coughs> plants, a, be a bench, um, tables, that kind of thing, to benefit the community. Well, well, thank you. I'm glad that you're interested, especially <laughs> at such a young age, and you seem to have a passion for it. Yes, oh. I'm, I'm really hoping to try to go into it as a career. I want to go to college for environmental sciences, so <laughs> very excited. Good for you. We're excited for you. Thank you for presenting to us. <laughs> now, see that, that gentleman who just presented before you? He's our county engineer. So when it comes to all the ordinances that, that, that um, uh, involve trees and landscaping and all that, he, he, 
he and uh, LCPC kind of helped keep us on the right track. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened to City Hines, but Mr. Commissioner Gillard may have to chime in on. Yeah, what I was thinking, um, and some of the developments that we have in the county and in the city, they are in, um, the new ordinances are environmentally friendly. Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, maybe we can um, get Lexi a copy of that. Um, mm -hmm. From LCPC, you know, when they present it, you know, like the, that has less of an impact on mm -hmm. the environment. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the things that we re yeah. require and yeah. um, developers to do when mm -hmm. they cut down all the trees and mm -hmm. go vertical with houses, yeah. there's some things that they um, are required to do that would have less impact. So maybe mm -hmm. that's something you'll be Three point to the right, Trent? Yeah. 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 So that's one things we have in place. You just need to look at what we have and, and maybe give us some ideas how we can improve it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Good, job. Good to see young people involved. Other than doing this all day. <laughs> Mr. Chairman, were you, were you going to call Miss Martin or she just? <laughs> I think Miss Martin is ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Good to have Miss Martin. In the I'm sorry I missed y'all after the November election mm -hmm. to give you some tallies. Yeah. But, let me do this for you before you start. Uh, kudos to the Board of Elections and the Elections Department for uh, just the awesome management of our election process in the last election. We really appreciate how well everything ran. Could not have been better. And I'm not sure what happened other places, but we are, we are proud of what happened here in Liberty County. We appreciate it. Right. everyone know. That, um, it turned out very uh, well. Did, Mr. Chairman, did you read it? pulling, but it was uh, yeah. interesting, and it was, um, you know, uh, done well, I thought, by I all so. of the workers we had on the board. I just think everybody did a Kudos. job. Kudos. Mm -hmm. And I certainly appreciate everything they did. Thank you, ma'am. You going to say something? No, I was just saying there was, um, and, and I know they did a good job, but I was wondering, did you read a letter to the editor that I didn't read about um, the issues that's still with the Board of Elections? I, I, I'm going to read it when I get home. I think it yeah. came out yesterday. Well, I would just like to say. No, I mean, you, you don't have to discuss this. Just go ahead with your presentation. I don't know where he voted. Well, again, I, I mean, I, I didn't read it. I, I saw it and I scanned it, but I, I was out of town yesterday. So he I'm, said midway, but I went but it's still there many times and I saw nothing like that. Okay. Um, I don't know what happened with him. Probably nothing, but. But for that one, I had about five to that one that just said they had a excellent experience, experience voting. Right. Mm -hmm. No wait, no this, no, no that. Yeah, mm -hmm. Everybody was very professional. I didn't have any issues when I went but, mm -hmm. Thank you. The gentleman also wrote one right after November, too. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> We had in November there was 60.18 percent um, voting. Wow! And the wow. total amount of election day voting was 3,491. Mm -hmm. The advance voting was 12,249, and the absentee ballots was 5,674. <coughs> that is the mail-in ballots that those ladies worked extremely hard on. That was for the November election. Mm. For this runoff, I've never seen anything like it. Um, there was, on election day, 4,351, and uh, 
on advanced voting, there was 9,443. Absentee ballots was 4,558. There was also six provisional ballots, and that came up to a total of 18,358 mm. wow. for that. And in the main office for advanced voting, there was 6,089 people that showed up over there in that little place. And at the complex in Midway, there was 3,350 that showed up. And I don't know how they all did it, but they, they got it done. Yeah. And I'm just proud of it. We are too, we share that. Now we're here to talk about this building. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell y'all, we have a total right now of 3,000 three square feet that's measuring the midway and over here. And we went, uh, Shannon and Rhonda and myself went on the 15th to Effingham County just to get an idea of what somebody else had and how they were handling things. Because they're a little bit larger than we are. They have 66,364 was their population. Our population is 62,264, so they're a little bit larger. But they're in a 6,000 square foot building, stands alone, not downtown. And um, they have run out of space. They have not, they do not have enough space. They're going before their commissioners next month, I understood, to ask for at least 3,000 square foot addition to their um, current set 6,000. We went there and there were a few things that, you know, we saw. And if y'all will look, here's our um, PowerPoint of what um, is going on in this county. And we have come to ask for a larger building, warehouse with office space. Oh, this button, what do I do? Oh, I see Ms. Linda, the one on the right. This one? Oh, okay, I got it. As you can see, this is where we do the adjudication and all of the accuracy testing and stuff. This is in a little tiny room and we have to have um, one person from each party and a board member in there, plus um, two IT techs and um, the supervisor has to be there. As you can see, this is still more of it. Not enough room for anything. This is... Um, when it, this is the IT section. This section of the building doesn't even belong to us, but we've had to fill it up. And this is still their room. And this is um, a part of that um, server vault where the server and the little tiny room that we were just in there's more of it. And y'all can see, 
We're on top of each other in there. And this is uh, the common area being used. This is one of the hallways being used for storage. This is at the end of our hall. This is our break room that we can't get in. This is the um, board conference room is what that was supposed to be, but it's now a storage area. And this is the place in Midway where we've had to store the carts and the cages that we use to transport stuff. And that, as you can see, is a very, very full space. Those carts are what our machine sits on on election day. And, uh, how many of those carts do you have? About 150 of them. Mm. This is in Springfield. This is um, their storage area that everything was so organized that they still didn't have enough room. Oops. This is their loading dock in that's all the room they had, just you could just walk through it. This is their um, room where they um, check the people in when they were voting. <clears throat> and this, this is another part of it. Oops. Anyway, I don't know what the last slide was. Uh, Ms. Martin, Ms. Kim. Yes, sir. Uh, it was a nice rug. Oh, a nice rug. Oh. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that was it. For the rug. Yes, sir. What were you saying? Ms. Martin. Yes. Uh, so you're saying the storage cart is stored at Midway, right? That and the big cages that we use to move all of this equipment because it is very dangerous to move it piece by piece. So um, we engaged in buying those big um, cages and we can move those Multiple. without everybody having to handle each one of the pieces by itself, which makes it easier to transport and safer. Right. So, so actually <clears throat> what I'm getting at, at, at each election, you have to go down there and get the cart, bring them back, or if it's down at the complex, you're right there, but also you have to wait. I mean, bring it all together but it takes, so that it can be distributed out like it should be. It takes two or three trips to get what we need down there to up here to load the cages mm -hmm. and then the carts, they have to go back and they have to make two or three trips for that. So, I mean, it's so um, inadequate storage that we have and I'm just going to tell you, we don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, and y'all were talking about the growth. Um, 
we're going to get no, more equipment if we start growing. In, you know, there's going to be more equipment brought in. It would have to be. Probably more equipment and more voting precincts. Possibility, yeah. So uh, we're going to have to have some place, and we need at least a 10,000-square-foot warehouse and office space. And there's no place in downtown Hinesville for that. I checked the lots over there. There's no way you can get uh, even a 6,000, which we wouldn't have enough space because you saw what Springfield's got. And we'd have to have something not less than 9,000, but a 10, because why not? If, you can, if you're building it, why not go ahead and project for the future? Because we are growing, it's going to continue, and we're just going to get more and more equipment. So I don't understand. And I think the ladies and gentlemen that worked over in that office, they have worked in no space long enough. It's been a whole year, and we have got to do something. We cannot ask those people to continue working where there's no space for them to work. I walked in the other day and the lady was trying to alphabetize stuff and she was down on the floor. She didn't have room to do anything. And, and it looks kind of jumbled up and it doesn't uh, really give a good um, eye to the voter that comes in with all that jumbled up stuff in there. Mm -hmm. They wonder, you know, why aren't y'all doing better? Where's my tax dollar going? So we need to move forward and find a building, a warehouse with office space, because it's not going to be workable to have the office over here and store all the equipment somewhere else. Because when you do L&A, you have to do, get stuff out of the office that you, you know, didn't think about. And things changed. This year, there were a lot of changes in the elections. And we don't know what's coming down the pipeline for the next one. Ms. Martin, did the, did the new machines cause you to have this major storage problem, these new machines? Exactly. It takes okay. six pieces for one vote where before it took one machine for one vote. And it's just, who knows? Mr. Mr. Terry, I, I remember whenever um, we first was discussing this with, you know, the, some of the unfunded mandates coming down from the state and about the new machines. And I remember then we knew we were going to be here. Uh, I mean, our, our next largest selection is what, in two years now? Where, and again, I don't know where we are, what we can do, but. Yes, with, with the, the right, election. Absolutely. I mean, of course, you know, the municipal. The counties. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I know we, we have to do something because, I mean, I've been over there. It's really, it's really tight. And with, it, with the increase of of our population and also the increase, which is always good, uh, the increase of more people going to vote. I mean, we have to 
to do something. Mm -hmm. And you know, not and again, I appreciate everyone over there from from the board to you know our employees because I mean, in in my in my couple years that I've been here, I've stopped. these last couple of elections have been ran very efficiently where you know, we didn't have to wait too long to, to see right. you know, uh, the outcome and the results. So uh, whatever we could do, Mr. Chair, I don't know what we can do, but I, I do know they need more space. And then we're gonna end up renting some space and then, I mean, I don't, I don't know. What, what I'm led to do, and y'all chime in, is to <clears throat> create a committee, Mr. Brown and myself and Ms. Martin and someone else from your, maybe Ms. Rhonda, whomever from the, uh, and, and commission whoever would like to. I'll do it. Would like to do that, Commissioner Thrift. Yeah. Maybe, let's see, I can have three commissioners. So myself, Commissioner Thrift, and one more. I'll do it. I, never mind, I, I knew Ms. Never mind. Yeah. You got it. Uh, you don't want to group too big, <clears throat> but to be a think tank and then come back and present to the commission. Now, uh, you know, we always lean on Joy so heavily. The, the easiest thing and probably the most prudent thing for us to do would be to put in the next round of splash. But that's how many years from now? That's three years? Well, that's a yeah, while. I, you know, what, what I had kind of made a note to go ahead and do, because we had been looking at some kind of um, at least breathing room until we got, I mean, we've looked around. Miss Linden and Shannon and a lot of us have been engaged in trying to find freestanding current space that would meet mm -hmm. the need. It's, it's not there. It's not there. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I made a note to go ahead and let's be looking in, in confidentiality about mm -hmm. land acquisition mm -hmm. uh, as we normally do and, and going ahead and look at, you know, a building with the financing. I note Springfield's is really a standing metal seam, um, pretty, pretty standard building. Uh, to be able to build. So if you'll allow me to work with the committee, I'll go ahead and be looking around okay. at some things. I do want to talk with Ms. Martin and others about logistics, which are very important, both to them and to the voters, though, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. about where that could be located. So well, We need parking, too. That yeah. is yeah. a very mm -hmm. large issue on elections for the early voting. The people with walkers and crutches and they have to park down there in front of the uh, purple building and walk up here. You know, um, there's just not enough handicap spaces for the handicap around here. Um, and uh -oh. I personally don't see where it needs to be on this busy street here. No, it needs to either be off on a side street or out on the edge of town. It don't need to be downtown. Be glad to work with her on all those specifics, okay. we, and, and get get their input as well as as well mm -hmm. as all the requirements on handicap plus some um, for whatever y'all need. Mm -hmm. to do that. Well, you know something that comes to mind again is that I want it to be something that's going to last. Yep. Yes, mm -hmm. it needs to yeah. do that. Something and that's going to be, be yeah. So let's not throw something up quickly you need and to add yeah. to it down yeah. Lightning Road gonna, too. You yeah. could do that. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll we'll put the let's see. Commissioner Thrift, myself, Ms. Stevens, Joey. Okay. And you, ma'am, and then whomever, I'll let your board, some of your board members are here. I'll let you all work that out, who you would send. All right. Um, um I call you or you call me? What are we gonna do? Call Joey. I'm gonna I'm <laughs> gonna look first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than sit around and kind of talk. Okay. I'd like to get with you about 
the specifics of what you saw in Springfield and the specifics okay. of the layout. Kind of fine tune it a little bit. Those type things. Okay. Some building requirements. All right. Uh, much yeah. like we're talking about on the fire yeah. station. Now, something you said touched my heart, too, because um, I remember this from my schoolboy days. You're right. It doesn't have to be, I'm a Hinesvillian. It doesn't have to be in Hinesville. You know? Right. Uh, but I would like it something centrally located. In Liberty as, County. as central as you might get it. Right, exactly. We don't exactly. need it down in Midway. Yeah. And we don't need it out in uh, Walthyreville, Allen, her. Mm -hmm. But, you know, somewhere. Most a lot of that's based on property availability. Wetlands and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you allow me to look at the map, y'all we'll, uh, can discuss this. Coming into town, there's a lot mm -hmm. of property in Flemington for sale on the highway out there. Mm -hmm. So I'm just saying, mm -hmm. notice a lot mm -hmm. along the way. We'll, we'll look. We have several options to look at. Yeah. All right. Thank All right. you. Thank we got the message. Good to see you, Mr. McIver and Mr. McKesson. Ms. Uh, thank you. Ms. Terry. Good to see you all. Thank you all for what and you do. Our meeting <laughs> is Monday at 4 o'clock if anybody cares to. As long as there's not a quorum there of the commission, yeah. then that's okay. So then we'd have to notice the commission meeting. So, uh, Sherry. Yeah. They could be Johnny Q. Public. I'm no, they, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> they don't get pulled over. Right there, we're. Thank you, Ms. Right. Martin and Commission. Good, good uh -huh. to see you all. Uh -huh. No, you don't have to leave. Yes, ma'am. Well, it won't be anything by that quick. We'll get there. We'll I get hope there. we get there before then. <laughs> 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 mm -hmm. Yes, well, we do our level best. Right. Don't want to promise you something that I can't keep. All right, thank you, thank you again. Uh, G dot contract resolution. Uh, yes, sir. Y'all, um, y'all basically were briefed on the hangar expansion project uh, out at Midcoast Airport. Uh, and at that time, um, what the County Commission was gonna do is borrow the funds along with the other partners to do that. So uh, we visited with the other partners. Y'all approved it, contingent on that. They approved that. The good news is that when we went back to GDOT um, and wore out some um, pants with the knees, um, they agreed to put more money in. So there was gonna be a delta on what you borrowed and what you had to pay back over and above what the hangar rent would bring in. The good news here is now that GDOT has kicked more money in pursuant to y'all approving the resolution tonight, uh, the hangar rents alone will pay that loan um, over a three to four year period instead of five. And so, uh, so it's great news, but formality for the GDOT contract, which is ready to be sent down. We just need, I think you've got a copy of the resolution there before you, the contents of it. Uh, we it, just need a motion and a second to really formally, for the GDOT contract purposes, yeah. uh, approve what you've already approved. Mr. Chair. I will entertain it. Uh, so move, Mr. Chair. Second. Second. Motion and a second, we approve the GDOT resolution. Thank you, Vice Clear. Mr. Jones, I know some things are new to you, but I promise you, you'll, 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 you'll catch up. And some things will always be new to you. <laughs> yeah. All in favor of approving resolution as presented, raise your right hand. 
<laughs> Mr. Brown, while I'm thinking about it, and I, and I apologize, doesn't SPLOS allow you to, let's say if we built them, they're building now, we could obligate the next round of SPLOS for the debt? As long as the referendum that's approved has okay. that issuance in it, you can okay. do that. The one that you're in now does not right. have that in it. Yeah. That's the reason it couldn't be used to okay. pay back fire station okay. debt. So I was just thinking of Uh, announcement, sir. Uh, announcement, sir. Um, just ribbon cutting tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock at the fire station. Uh, bring your rubber boots, not for firefighting, but for rain. <laughs> we'll be doing that inside the bay, uh, distance, grab and go. Uh, the work starts on the boardroom next week. Yeah. So uh, we've made them aware of two meetings that have to be held in here, which is y'all's and the Board of Assessors. Uh, so Commissioner Stevens will cut off that end of the cabinet, but you should still be able to function. Um, as long as we I are. Have, as long as I don't have Justin around me. <laughs> uh, and it'll be as we discussed. Uh, really, those guys are wanting to get in here and knock it out. Uh, cabinet being the hardest thing, but they're in design. And man, I'll go out on a limb and say within 45 days at the most, uh, that'll be completed. There's some underground cabling or underfloor cabling, a little bit of a challenge that we got to work through, but that's who will tear out first so we can access. So that's good news. Uh, Head Start mobilized to the site, their own construction. That uh, groundbreaking, you remember, is next Thursday at 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, we have gotten a topo of the road shop area so that we can start doing some planning on that. Uh, we've also gotten some floor plan layouts from some recent facilities that were done in uh, Effingham and Statesboro. So Clinton's taking a look at those to try to come back to y'all with a program design of what ought to be in there. And then we'll be coming back to that topo to show maybe a layout, just like this Miller Park deal of a site plan layout to get your blessing before we move forward with any kind of formal design uh, on that. Uh, last thing is uh, Mr. Simonton came by today. This wasn't part of Mr. Long's report, but the Welburn Street drainage project, I signed those contracts today. He'll be uh, issuing notice to proceed, having the pre-con, and he's gonna send me a schedule, which I'll forward out to everybody that you'll have. And that's all I have, Mr. Okay. Anything else for good at order? Do you a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second. Right. All in favor. Yeah. Uh,